It was gone. You didn't think nothing else about it. You made your deposit. And guess whose job it is to keep it? You made your deposit, and it's the bank's job to keep your money. You don't have to worry. You put it in the bank, and it's their job to keep it. Can I say to you tonight that the Lord wants you to do the same thing where you cares? He wants you to do the same thing uh, with the things that trouble you tonight. Uh, when you face difficulties and worries and doubts creep in, uh, he wants you to make a deposit in him. Uh, he wants you to cast that on him. Uh, he wants you to trust him with it. Uh, he wants you to give it completely and conclusively and not hold on into it anymore uh, and say, Lord, I can't handle it, but you can. Uh, and by faith, I'm going to trust you. Uh, and you do that and watch God uh, began to slay those enemies in your life that same manner by which God will deliver you he will defeat your enemies by that same manner watch this we see faith is the means for victory but consequently fear is the enemy of victory you know what the devil wants he wants us to be afraid the primary, the primary uh, motion of the last two years, I believe, has been fear. There's been so much that we've been motivated by fear. Oh, afraid of the virus. Afraid of the economic collapse. Afraid of the election. Afraid, afraid, afraid. Everybody's afraid. I'm just so afraid. Can I say to you tonight that fear is the enemy? The fear is the enemy of victory. Nobody ever wins a victory by being afraid. Nobody ever. I was looking this week. I love, I love Navy SEAL stuff. I just love it. I don't know why I'm so interested in Navy SEALs. I just think they're, you know, I think fighter pilot's probably the coolest job on the planet right behind Baptist preacher. <laughs> Baptist preacher, fighter pilot, and then Navy SEAL. And probably that order of dangerous, too, that same order of dangerous. But... Uh, uh, them Navy SEALs, they've got that ma Navy SEAL motto. And part of that motto says, every time I'm knocked down, I will get back up. I'll stay in the fight. Fear is not an option. Defeat is not a plan. They go through that Navy SEAL creed. My country expects me to be harder physically, more ready mentally. All of those things in that Navy SEAL creed. Can I say to you tonight, I believe that it'd be good if we had some Christians that take a little creed tonight and say, I'm going to stay in the fight. I'm going to be mentally sharper, emotionally tougher. I'm not going to run every time the devil hollers boo. I'm not going to live my life in fear. I know that fear is the enemy. I'm going to have faith in a God that can. I'm going to believe in that blood. I'm going to believe in that Bible. I'm going to serve God. Wouldn't it be good if we'd have some Christians say, I'm not going to live in fear. I'm not going to run and hide. I'm going to serve God with my whole heart. That's what we need tonight, church. Here's some folks that just say, I'm in the battle. I'm going to stay in the battle. Fear is the enemy. Moses looks at this crowd and says, don't be afraid. Believe God. And as they crossed over on the other side of the, 
of the seashore, they looked and watched as God fought their victory for them. And I told you I was going to entitle this message tonight, More Than Conquerors. Can I say tonight our future is bright? Because we are more than conquerors. You know what a conqueror is? A conqueror is someone who has beaten all the enemies. He's got all the crowns. There's no more, if you're a conqueror, there's no more, there's no more enemies to face. There's no more battles to fight. You've won it all. Paul said we're more than that. You know what's more than a conqueror? It's somebody that's won all the fights and all the battles and got all the crowns and never had to fire a shot, never had to fight a fight. That makes you and I more than conquerors. I believe Paul said, but thanks be to God, which giveth us the victory through the Lord Jesus Christ. The Lord went to Calvary and fought the battle. He came out victorious over death, hell, and the grave. He has given it to his bride by default. And now you and I are more than conquerors because we've won every battle, friend, and not ever fired a shot. And we're more than conquerors tonight. Our future's bright. I said our future's bright. Somebody said the church is going down. No, it's going up. <laughs> oh, yes. We see that there's the faith that was deployed. There was the enemy that was destroyed. And I want to give you this and I'll be done. There's a victory that's enjoyed. You come to chapter number 15. Look at verse 1. Then sang Moses and the children of Israel this song unto the Lord and spake, saying, I'll sing unto the Lord, for he hath triumphed gloriously. The horse and his rider hath he thrown into the sea. The Lord is my strength and song. He's become my salvation. He is my God. You can read down through there. They sing a beautiful song. Let me say something about this victory. First of all, we see that it was the first song. Did you know, and this amazes me, that this is the first time God's people ever sung right here? You'd have thought somewhere in the book of Genesis somebody sang. If I'm wrong, you correct me after the service, but I believe it's the first time they ever sang right here in the book of Exodus. On the sweet shores of deliverance, God gave his people a song. I'm going to say this about music. Man has corrupted it and ruined it. But music, something God gave people to worship Him with. That's why we have music. And as you know, everybody loves music. Everybody does. You might not like a particular kind of music, but I've never met anybody that said, I just don't like music, period. I don't like any kind of music. Everybody that you meet likes some kind of music. You know why? Because there's something inside of a man that likes things that are musical. Everybody likes some kind of music. God put that in there. And the first time it ever come bubbling out was on the other side of a victorious battle. And on the sweet shore of deliverance in a man's soul began to bubble out this song. And they began to sing. And they began to glorify God. I'm telling you, church, we need to get our song back. We need to bubble over again with a song of victory in our heart and sing out a song of victory. The world's got its drumbeat. The world's got its march. And, you know, I, 
I was thinking about it today. Uh, you set at a red light. They'll pull up next to you. Boom, 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 boom. There's been times I've been sitting there and I think that ungodly bunch, what in the world is the, the matter of them? And then God will remind me, <laughs> not too many years ago, you sitting in a car going, boom, boom, boom. Don't be too hard on them. The world, but the world's got its anthem. And they get stirred up about it. They go out to the concert and yell and scream, get beer splashed all over them, and come back home and say, boy, we had the time of our lives. What would be wrong with God's people bubbling over in song again? Oh, when we sing our anthem, Amazing Grace, how sweet the sound. It ought to bubble forth from our heart as victorious people. It ought to be a bubble over and overflow. You know what they're singing about? They're singing about a faithful Savior. They said, the Lord, he has gloriously, gloriously triumphed. Oh, we've got a faithful God. And so they, they sang about a faithful Savior bubbling over in their heart. Songs unto the Lord. But if you study chapter 15, you see a fearful problem. Did you know this crowd doesn't even, even get out of chapter 15 before they face another problem? They get down to Mara, they got no water. The water they do have is bitter. And once again, they look at Moses and say, did you bring us this far to kill us? Here's what I'm trying to say to you. That's the Christian life. There's wins and victories and deliverances and songs of victory. And then there's valleys and troubles and problems and heartaches. But the same God that brought them across the Red Sea was fixing to make a way down there at Myra. Y'all have heard that story. You know that story. I don't have to preach through all that. Moses has that tree cut down. It falls in that water. And it becomes sweet. Let me show you how things work in the mind of God. God's making this planet. He held all the world, waters of the world in his hands. He walked by and said, right there's the Red Sea. I'm going to use that for a deliverance. Thousands of years before it ever happened. Then he walked over there to Mara and he ran his finger through it and he said, I'm going to make this bitter right here because I've got a lesson to teach. But then he said, just so my people will have a way out of this and a means of deliverance, he raked a little dirt back and dropped a seed in there and covered it up. And he said, I'll have a tree grow up right there. And it'll be right the right size at right the right time. <laughs> That's how things work. They came to that Red Sea and they thought, God don't know what he's doing. We don't know what we're doing. We're in a mess. God's up there somewhere trying to make up a plan. Moses don't have the plan. When God had had the plan for thousands of years. They got delivered from that, ended up at Myra and said, boy, now we've really messed up. I'm telling you, we're cut off from Egypt. We couldn't go back if we wanted to. 
and look at this mess we're in. And God had already planted a tree and that tree had already grew up. He already had a plan. What I'm simply trying to say is this. You're going to face difficulties. You're going to face troubles. But God has already lived in tomorrow. He knows what he's doing. He's already made a provision and he knows how to take care of things. That's the Christian life. No wonder Paul said, you and I are more than conquerors. You know what else he said in Romans chapter number 8? For we know that all things work together for good to them that love God, called according to his purpose. You may be here tonight, and you say, preacher, I don't know. I'm up against a difficulty. God's out yonder working in the dark somewhere. I can't see it. I don't understand what he's doing. But I want to be like the children of Israel. I want to stand still and say, I just believe God. And even though I can't see him working, I know he's working. Some of you have been praying for lost family members. Seems like they're getting farther away than closer. Just be honest. You prayed and prayed and prayed, but it seemed like they're no better off. And you wonder what God's doing out there in the dark. And God just wants you to stand still and say, God, I don't know what you're doing, but I want you to know I trust you. I want you to know I believe in you. Faith over fear. Whatever it is you're facing, God already has the plan. God knows how to bring you through it. And He's going to. He's going to. Let's stand our feet tonight. Father, thank you, Lord, for helping us to preach this evening. God, I felt like while I was preaching, Lord, there's some folks that just needed some help, troubles and heartaches, difficulties they're up against. Lord, you're working in the dark, but sometimes it's hard to see. Lord, I just pray in Jesus' name, God, you'd help them to get around this altar tonight and cast it, make that deposit in you. Trust you tonight. Give it to you completely and not carry it back to their pew. Bless us and help us now as only you can. We'll thank you for all that's done in Jesus' name. Amen. Our heads are bowed, our eyes are closed. Preacher, I need to come tonight. That message spoke to my heart. I'm up against a difficulty. Sometimes I can't see how God's going to work it out. My cares and my worries and my troubles, if I ain't careful, they make me afraid and they defeat me. But I don't want to be afraid tonight. I want to trust God. I wonder if there'd be some say, Preacher, that's me. Preacher, that's me. Yes, sir, that's right. Yes, sir. Come on. Preacher, that's me tonight. I've just got some difficulties, face difficulties, ups and downs, ins and outs. I just want to trust God. I want God to know I'm trusting Him. Even when I can't see, even when I can't figure it out, even when I can't calculate it. I just want God to know I'm trusting him tonight. I want to put that deposit on. Would they be others? They should come and get around the altar. Not everybody's got to come. If you need to come, I want you to. Preacher, I want to come tonight and use that altar. Cast my care upon him. I want to be a, I want to be a faithful, fearless Christian. Stand in these perilous times for the Lord. Live my life in a way that pleases him. Would there be others? I want to come. We're getting ready to pray. Lord, thank you for these honest hearts that have gathered around the altar for tonight on a Sunday night. 
God, I believe you spoke to our hearts tonight. I know you spoke to my heart. Lord, help us to trust you. Lord, help us be like Job. Job said, though you slay me, I'll trust you. Lord, help us to have that kind of faith in the face of opposition, in the face of difficulties and uncertainties. Lord, do that in our midst as only you can. Continue to help our church. Lord, we'll thank you and praise you for all that you do. For it's in Jesus' name we make our prayer. Through his blood we pray. Amen, amen. You stay till you get done. Well, isn't the Lord good to us? Oh, what a great day in the Lord's house. It's been a great day. I'm going to ask you to do something tonight. I know not everybody's on social media, and I certainly would not encourage it if you're not. Uh, I, I, I rule the day that I ever had anything to do with it, but it can be a tool. If you've enjoyed church today and you're on social media, go and, go and say something about it. Hey, we'd like to have you, whatever. It's a great tool that way to get the word out and invite some folks to church. All you got to do, I saw uh, where Megan posted about getting saved this afternoon. It was great. And uh, others, uh, others of you, if you enjoy church, get on there. Say something about it. Tag the church in your post. And it'd been encouragement for folks to come. We sure have had a lot of visitors over the last few weeks. And it's because most places are dead and dry and are about to blow away. Let's not be that way here. Let's have a touch of God around this place. Amen. Anybody got anything for this man?